Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. I want to speak to you today out of my heart. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 about becoming a faith family. Primarily about getting on a journey to become a spiritual mother, spiritual father, or a spiritual older brother or sister. God is into family. God is into family. He calls himself Father. Jesus called him my Father. So many of us have preconceived notions and ideas about what Father means because of our own journey. It's unfortunate and sometimes it holds us back. There's nobody with this stuff on, the skin, that gets everything right. We all have our issues, our problems, and not everybody has a wonderful journey with dad. But I'm not talking about dad. There's no replacement for dad and mom. But I'm talking about something that's actually a higher calling. Coming and even finding faith parents. Connecting with faith family. You know, the Word of God says that God is so family-oriented that He only has one family. And Ephesians 3.15 says that that family is in heaven and on earth. A lot of His family are already there. And one of the great things about heaven, the longer you live, is the reunion with those you love who knew the Lord. But he has family in heaven, and he has you, family on the earth, who have come to know him as Father through the redemption of the blood of Jesus. You know, one of my favorite passages in all the Bible is Psalm 66. I'm sorry, Psalm 68. Listen to this, verse 5 and 6. God is a father of the fatherless. You say, I didn't have much of a father. Well, I've got some good news for you. There is one who makes, makes no mistakes, who loves you absolutely perfectly, who is ab incredibly in love with you and will never relent that love. He is a father of the fatherless. He is a defender of the widows. Some of you say, I don't have a husband to fight for anymore. You've got somebody greater than a husband. There is a father who is a defender of widows. How many widows we got here today? Stand up. Stand up. Is that all? Boy, do you have a defender. He's never lost a case. Amen? 
Thank you. A defender of widows. Is God in his holy habitation? Watch this, verse 6. You say, well, I'm single. I don't have anybody. I don't have family. Verse 6. God sets the solitary in families. God sets those who think they're alone. It is God's desire and God's design to put you in a family that is not... He wants to put you in a family that you're going to be with forever. Now, all of us who've lived long enough has had to say goodbye to our earthly parents, right? You've got a family, a spiritual family, that's going to live forever. And God wants you, while you're on this earth, to be connected with a spiritual family who loves you, who prays for you, who worships with you, who is connected to you. God wants, He will set you in a family. Are you listening? Don't be so absorbed with yourself that all you can think about is being alone. God has a plan to put you together with others of His children with whom you're going to live forever. Unfortunately, turn with me to 1 Corinthians 4. Unfortunately, the body of Christ, the family of God, is so dysfunctional. And a lot of it is because we don't have the revelation from the Holy Spirit through the Word of God of what it means to be spiritual parents and if we grow up without being spiritually parented we don't have a model we don't know what to do we don't know what a real woman or man of God looks like and therefore there we wander around aimlessly and as believers we think that the machinery we see in organized religion must be what the family of God is like the family of God is about relationships, not programs. The family of God is about relationship with God and with those He has placed in your life. And it doesn't have anything to do with trying to drum up crowds and entertainment and programs and run machinery. Our God is a God of relationship. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, the apostle says, verse 15, Though you might have 10,000 teachers and instructors, even those in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. Now let the sadness of that settle in on your inner man. There's a whole lot of teachers, whole lot of preachers, whole lot of folks in Christ who have different levels and gifts of leadership, but they're not many fathers. 
And this is not just a generic term. It has to do with a, there are not many spiritual parents. Everybody came into this earth through the womb of a woman, through the, through the deposit of seed from a man. But we're talking about something higher and more holy than that. We're talking about something that is everlasting, that transcends human relationships. And the fact of the matter is, what the Word says here, there are not many spiritual parents in the body of Christ. May God have mercy on us. We're struggling. We're hurting. And consequently, without spiritual parents, knowledge and experience is not there. There are not many models. To not just hear, do this, do this, do this, but to come alongside and watch over time, this is the way you do it. A model. Listen, a model is not a replica. There are no replicas. God doesn't make any replicas. But He does give models where you can see somebody who's walking out something that you want and desire and aspire to who will actually help you get there. And without spiritual parents, many times our journey doesn't have stability. There's no rock, solid, enduring, unconditional love and support through the storms and encouragement. Wouldn't you just like to sometimes have an older brother in the Lord? Or a sister, an older sister in the Lord, who knew you just the way you are, but loved you perfectly. Didn't change a thing. They knew all your shortcomings, and they were there to encourage you and pray for you and lovingly correct you when you need it. Everybody say it with me. We all need correction. Absolutely. Your pastor gets correction every day. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Would to God that this church right here would take it on ourselves to become, to take on the mantle of becoming spiritual parents, of becoming spiritual older brothers and older sisters that could invest in the kingdom of God, not so conscious of building our little deal, but investing in the kingdom of God. God is obviously our ultimate Father, all-loving, gracious, forgiving, providing and wise. But you know, what we tend to forget is that through the Holy Spirit, God has placed His Spirit, His nature in us. So what is the primary nature of our God? He is what? A Father. Hold on just a minute. If the Holy Spirit is the exact, it is a person 
that cannot be separated from God himself, and the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you as a believer, wouldn't it make sense that what the Holy Spirit is doing inside each of us is trying to get us to be transformed into the image of our Father? Everybody said, well, I don't know what my mission is. It's to become a spiritual parent. You don't have to be a physical parent to do that. This doesn't have to do with physical genetics. It has to do with the spiritual genetics that have been placed on the inside of you when you were born again. I want you to go before the Lord and say, God, if my pastor is telling me the truth, if this is a mantle for this church and I am part of this body, I desire to become a spiritual parent. I want your wisdom. I want your unconditional love. I want your ability to, to love enough to correct if I need to. But I want you to use me to do that which a spiritual parent does. You say, well, pastor... How do you get to be a spiritual parent? That's for those who go to school and go to seminary and get all these degrees and have all these offices. No, 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 no. Did you read the context of 1 Corinthians 4? Paul says in verse 11, to, the present, to this present hour we hunger and thirst, we're poorly clothed, beaten, homeless, we labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we endure, being defamed, we entreat. We have, we have been made as the filth of the world, the offscouring of all things until now. Wait a minute, what is he saying? He goes on to say, I am your spiritual father, but he goes... But the context is the reason that I can talk to you like a father is because I've been through some stuff. If you think it's all about learning in a sterile environment, that is not what a spiritual parent is. Somebody who's been through some stuff. God is attracted to weakness. Somebody who's been through some stuff is a candidate to be able to become a spiritual older brother, sister, or parent. Why is that? I don't know about you, but I trust people more who've been through some stuff and come out on the other side. I'm looking around this room today and I'm seeing there's nobody in this fellowship that I know real well who hadn't been through some stuff and some pretty dark stuff. That's the reason God is highly attracted to you. You know Dean and I's journey. Some of you have confidence in us because we've been through some stuff. And didn't quit, 
by God's grace have come. Not around it, but through it. So part of your journey of being a spiritual parent, and this doesn't have to do with chronology. There are people in here in their 30s and 40s who are spiritually light years ahead of some people who are in their 60s. This has to do with your spiritual maturity, your spiritual aging. Now watch. It has to do with what you've been through, but Paul, notice what he says there in verse 14. You don't have many fathers, before in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. I have invested ministry, I have invested that which came from the good news of God in you. I was the vehicle through which you came into the kingdom of God. I didn't birth you, only the Spirit of God could do that. But I was a vehicle through whom you were birthed because I deposited in you the gospel. Do you have to be an apostle or a pastor to do that? No, we're not even supposed to be out there. We're supposed to be equipping you for your realm. If you were to invite me to see and to visit with some of your friends, and you were to invite us to a dinner, and we don't get invited to many because everybody knows by now, uh, you know, and you say, hey, uh, I got some news for y'all. Uh, our pastor and dinner are going to join us tonight. Oh, dear Lord. I was on an airplane sometime back in a great conversation with a guy. And um, we, we were having a, a, a great time. He was a businessman from, I think, Reno, Nevada. And um, uh, he said, well, let me buy you a cocktail. Let me buy you a drink. And so I said, oh, no, I'm a pastor. Of course I'm not going to say something stupid like that. <laughs> I know some of y'all want to know what I did say, don't you? <laughs> Well, I might better leave that empty, but at any rate, <laughs> don't be so religious. <laughs> what I said to him is, you know, I, I think I'll pass on that, but what I'd, uh, I would like, you know, I don't remember. But he said, what do you do? Well, I've been to seminary, I pastor a church, I run a ministry, uh, I'm a discipler of men. What kind of idiot would say something like that? No! What do you do? I'm a life coach. Hmm. How does that work? Well, I guide people into spiritual principles of success hmm. what am what am i trying to tell you learn to be salt and light out there and throw away all the religious self-righteous garbage you know i don't get anywhere with that
Where was I? Oh, yeah. Verse 17, uh, verse 16, he says, I, I, therefore I urge you, imitate me. What was he saying? No, he's not putting himself up there with the Lord. He's saying, watch what I do. I want you to get close enough to see what it's like to be a spiritual father. I've sent Timothy to you who is my beloved, my faithful son in the Lord to remind you of my ways. So here's the second way that you become a spiritual parent. Number one, don't be afraid of what you've been through. And all of us have been through some self, we've been through some, some stuff that was, maybe we still don't understand. And every one of us, if you're like me, have been through some self-sown crops. Don't be afraid. Because one of, the, one of the great things about being a spiritual parent is that you're willing to say what you've seen and heard. This imitate me, what he's saying is, not just in this context, but I want you to understand what it's like to be transparent. You've been through some stuff, but I want to be a spiritual parent, and one way I do it is by being transparent. Remember, the Apostle Paul was used to write 13 books of the New Testament, but he also said, in me, in me, that is, in my flesh there dwells no good thing. He embraced, in fact, I've said this to you over and over again, 2 Corinthians 1. He said, I went through stuff and I despaired of life. I didn't want to live anymore. I was that depressed. Paul says, I am the least of the apostles. Paul's even writing, he said, I did this, 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 and this in Judaism I was advancing through the ranks, but every one of my righteous deeds are like a heap of waste in comparison to knowing the Lord. What Paul is saying here is not only I had the grace of God that brought me through some stuff, but he was saying I will be a model and part of that model was the willingness to be transparent. Now let me warn you about being transparent. You don't, you don't always tell everybody everything you know. You don't do that because a lot of people can't handle it. They just can't handle it. But in a spiritual parenting relationship, don't be afraid to be transparent because, listen, your transparency for the right candidates for spiritual parenting will become a magnetic draw. Your transparency for those who are not spiritual candidates for your leadership 
will be repelled by your transparency because your transparency will become a threat to them. And Dean and I were walking through Bryant's death and our disappointment and so forth. The Holy Spirit, there were a lot of things I didn't understand, but the Holy Spirit made it very clear to me when I said, Lord, what do I do now with the people that you've given me to lead? He said, you tell them the truth. You tell them exactly what you're going through. And I did. And many, many of you stayed. And many left. How many of you know your pain will be a magnet to those who are supposed to be in your life, but it will repel those who are not supposed to be there? Well, I got to stop there. I got a lot more to say. But I want you to meditate on this. Did you know that Jesus needed the affirmation of a father? Jesus needed the affirmation of a father. God saw it necessary at the baptism of his own son to make a public announcement. This is my son. This right here. Oh. You got somebody in your life that is dying for your affirmation. It doesn't have anything to do with their choices or their performance. It has to do with needing their father's affirmation. If your father can do it, why can't you? Why can't you say, you are my beloved daughter. You are my beloved son. And I want you to know something. I am well pleased with you. With who you are. I don't have to be well pleased with what you do. But I am well pleased with who you are. You are mine. Oh, Pastor, I wish I could hear that from somebody. Well, why don't you start sowing what you need to reap? Why don't you say the cycle of non-affirmation stops here? Oh, many of you have no idea there are people in this flock, people in this ministry, that in my heart of hearts, I sense your fatherlessness.
And I talk to the Lord about you all the time. I pray that somehow by the Spirit of God and the Word of God and through the love of a faith family, you can experience affirmation. Affirmation. Jesus didn't have any sin and God saw to it to affirm Him. And if Jesus needed it, we all So let's say, Lord, I want to be a receiver, but today I'm signing up to be a giver. Make me a vehicle through whom you deposit love and affirmation. Can't tell you what it means for all these years. me to hear words of affirmation can't tell you how much that means some of you know what I mean when I say when you're always giving out occasionally what goes out and what comes in gets in a deficit your outgo exceeds your income that's true spiritually financially physically mentally emotionally and I believe the word from the Lord through Jeremiah today was you need to rest spiritually. You need to rest mentally and emotionally. You need to get into that place with God where he carries you, where there's an intimacy rebuilt. But I also want to tell you today, I believe the word of God for us through the scriptures is that all of us need to go on that journey of not just identifying but trying to become by the grace of God, by the inner working of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, spiritual parents. Take stock today, what have I been through that might could help those in my life? Sometimes your spiritual children will be your own flesh and blood. Sometimes that's true, many times it's not. For whatever reason, sometimes your children hear better from somebody else but can I tell you something there is no excuse for not following the father's example you are my son my daughter I'm well pleased with you say I've said that so many times say it again bow your heads with me father give affirmation to your sons and daughters in the sound of my voice all over this room father those in increasing numbers who are worshiping with us through the Ustream, touch their hearts today give them affirmation of your love how special they are in your eyes. Give them revelation of it, God. Revelation that heals. And I pray today, God, for everybody in the sound of my voice who are walking in regret, shame, 
over something that has happened or something they may have even chosen. Break the grip and cycle of that today and affirm them, Lord, with your love by your spirit that has been poured out in their hearts. Make them whole. Father, we bless you today. We praise you, our Father. Give us a new revelation of you as our Father. In Jesus' mighty and holy name, amen. Well, we'll see you next week, Mother's Day. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.